Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. How you doing? So, school starting. <laughs> or not. Or kind of. Oh my God, I don't know about you guys, but I will say so far in California, in Los Angeles, we are not going back to school. And that means, you know, I feel, I feel good about that. I feel like it's the right thing to do. I feel like my child is safe. I feel like nobody's safe right now, but the safest we can be is to keep them home and do distance learning. And I'm, and I am grateful. And I know that I am fortunate that that is an option for us. It's actually the only option for us. That also means that I have a 10th grader <laughs> in my house at school all day long. Oh my God, you guys. I, I think like all of us, right? Like the, my child has been in my space and I look, I have one and he's a teenager. If I had multiple younger children, I don't think I would still be sober. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but I think that, but you know, having our kids in our spaces all the time, holy fuck, you guys, how long can this go on? Anyway, so happy back to school, everybody. Oh, God, just hold on. I'm right there with y'all. Just hold on. Okay. <laughs> on to today's episode. I, okay. So today we, we have a great show today. Obviously. I, today on my guest is Nicole Noonan, who does something so awesome and so cool. She was crowned the fairy godmother of divorce by the New York Post. And she's super cool. She does this thing called divorce funding. And if that sounds like something that you're like, holy shit, what is that? Listen up, because it is so cool. I just love Nicole. I love what she does. Um, she's the CEO of New Chapter Capital. She specializes in divorce funding. She formerly served as the president of Novitas US. She's a nationally recognized divorce expert and pioneer of divorce funding. So divorce funding is basically, and we'll get into it in the episode, but really it's about, it's sort of like a you know, giving you an advance so that you can afford to go through your divorce. And I'll let Nicole explain it all because I think it's it's really cool. It's really important. It's really great. And um, I think it's something that it's really important for you guys all to know actually exists. So without further ado, I bring you my conversation with Nicole Noonan. Nicole, all right. The god fairy godmother of divorce. I love that. First of all, thank you, New York Post, for the branding. <laughs> right. Very much. Yes. <laughs> so, divorce funding. Like this is something I until I 
heard about you and I heard you on Susan Guthrie's Divorce and Beyond podcast. And I, like before that, I'd never heard of such a thing. And I was also like, oh my God, this is the most brilliant thing ever and so necessary. So will you give me like a, just a little background on what it is? What, what is divorce funding? What, do you, what is it that you do? And how do you help people get through this, the financial hurdles? Yeah, that, well, the, my biggest hurdle is for people to know about us. Um, so I used to practice matrimonial law before doing this and saw firsthand a need for an alternative for a lot of my clients where they can go to friends or family to get money for the divorce or you know, sometimes they would have it saved up. But a lot of times it's a struggle. It's a struggle to get the right uh, legal experts, the right you know support team, whether it's a divorce coach or forensic accountant. And then even for living expenses. So I knew there had to be something else out there. And UK and Australia, this had been a godsend for a lot of people. And an Australian company was coming over to the US and I said, this is brilliant. I, I want to do this. I want to get this across the country. So fast forward, you know, a decade later, here we are at New Chapter Capital and we're funding across the country. And we provide funding for women and men for legal fees for expert costs and for living expenses and basically giving them a level playing field by providing them a liquidity where they wouldn't have it otherwise available to them. Okay, so essentially you give them you gotta give them an advance on their on their projected settlement, right? That's exactly, exactly. basically what you're doing. I would have clients that would come into my office when I was practicing and there's two million dollars in equity in a home. And eventually, she's going to be able to, to get access to that money, whether it's you know a million dollars if it's divided 50-50 or it's the seller who's going to give an equitable payout. But from getting from point A to point B was a struggle. And people are already in a you know worst time of their lives going through a divorce. And this is just exacerbating the situation by having another money struggle. So we're taking hopefully some of that stress out of, out of the struggle um, through the world. Yeah. And so attorneys don't look at that, right? Attorneys don't look at, hey, we're fighting for 50% of a $2 million, whatever, right? So eventually there will be money. Um, so we'll get paid then. They're not, attorneys are not taking that risk, right? Sometimes they do and they'll wait. And that's that bad business as an attorney, that used to do that, it, it's not great business. And attorneys are not always, I hate to say this, being one great business people. Mm. So they'll, they'll take on a client if they can put together the retainer, but they're not going to be able to get them to settlement. And good luck trying to withdraw as counsel. You know, many of your attorney listeners will probably uh, sympathize with if you're, you know, going to, you think you're going to get this case settled and now it's going to go to court. And you can't get out of the case, and now you're spending a lot of time and effort putting this case together, and you're not getting paid. So that, that's mm -hmm. the struggle, and you're still paying your associates, you're paying your overhead. So for a lot of a lot of firms, it's not a great idea, but it does happen from time to time. Yeah. Cases. So I mean, you know, a lot of my listeners are well, most of my a majority of my listeners are women, moms. A lot of them are stay-at-home moms. And their biggest struggle, I mean, the financial piece is, I think, the biggest struggle for most women who are trying to get out of a marriage. And so much, especially stay-at-home moms who sort of haven't had a lot of control over the finances. They don't necessarily, right? But there, there might be, 
they, they're looking at the saying down the road, I think I'm going to be okay. This is how much money he makes. This is how much we have in assets, but like, I don't have access. So your, your company is like the solution. <laughs> We're empowering these people. And I, I like to think, I mean, even my own mother, and if she wanted to leave, she couldn't. I mean, she had no control of the finances. She never really knew much about them. And, you know, if she wanted to, to divorce, she wouldn't be able to because she just didn't have the money to put together. And even going through it and looking for the right experts to, to get the, the right information for your divorce, it's difficult. And without having the proper funding behind them, they feel they're not empowered. And with our funding, we help level the playing field and get them to their new chapter. So, and, and what, can, what can the funds be used for specifically, right? Like, is it just attorney's fees? Funds can be used for legal fees. So for your attorneys and also for expert costs. So whether it's a CDFA, a divorce coach, forensic accountant, private eye, um, the funds can be used for that. And in addition, for some clients, for reasonable living expenses. So a lot of times, I hate to say this, the husband will be the one controlling the purse strings and they really... They cut off the credit cards. I've heard, you know, we've had horror stories where they have absolutely no access to funds during the divorce and they're trying to starve them out and back them into a settlement less than what they're entitled So for your listeners out there, in order to, to alleviate this stress and not be backed into to settlement, know that, you know, funding could be available to you. I mean, if you have an asset out there that you're eventually going to be entitled to, you know, don't don't just settle for something less than what, what you're entitled. I love that. And it's sort of like, from the way I understand it, it's almost like an escrow, right? Like you, the money goes into an account that is that then is drawn from, right? So you're not giving people a lump sum of money and then being like, go spend it how you want, right? right. So how does, so how does it, how do, first of all, yeah, take, take me through the process from like start to finish. <laughs> so, we, we love to, to chat with our clients uh, directly. If they have questions, they just they want to do a Zoom call and see you know, my face, my assistant's face, we're happy to chat. From there, we send an application to their counsel. And they can work on that, not just with their attorneys, but their divorce coach, their CDFA, someone who's familiar with what we really say is, for most of our clients, this is their first rodeo. For their experts, this is not their first radio. So someone who's right who knows, you know, what to expect. From there, the application center underwriters and those people are very thorough and they make an assessment within three business days. And at that point, we send documents to the client to review. And then documents are sent back to us and they get funding in as little as two weeks. So rather than going into the court and making an application where you may or may not end up with counsel fees and interim support guaranteed once we say, you know, we're approving you for X amount, you'll end up getting that amount and you won't have to, to worry about you know, the stress of not um, being awarded the fees. And if you run a credit, you do run a credit check, how, and how does that work when I know women whose credits have been destroyed by their husbands, but like there's money, right? But or their credit is tied up with their husbands who, and they have bad credit. Like, how does that, how you know, does that that's affect? A great question because honestly, that's what differentiates us. 
a lot of places that we, we run a credit check. Absolutely. However, we get it. I mean, I've seen it where a husband will destroy a wife's credit just for this purpose. So she can't go out and get, get her own personal loan. So with us, with New Chapter Capital, with divorce funding, we'll look at a credit check, but we get it if you haven't, if you, your credit's been destroyed or you haven't built up credit of your own. Because a lot of our clients right. never had a credit card in their own name. So Exactly. So you, not, you don't just run the credit, you, just, you don't just run the credit. You actually look at the report and you can see, oh, this is, you know, this is this, this is that this is not her negligence or her, this is, yeah. Okay. Got it. Mm -hmm. You decide on a, on an amount based on the projected settlement, right? So this isn't just like, you know, you can have a hundred thousand dollars, but you know, you're projected to only get like 50,000 in the, in the, right? Like, right. We're not, we're not approving a million dollars for someone who's going to you know, divide furniture. Right. You know, it has to be, and that's why each case is, each case is different. Each case is unique and we look at the factors in the application and, and, and other things, but the money, you ask the money, the money is sent to um, the attorney. So whether it's a case that's going to go through trial or a case where it's going to go to mediation or collaborative law, we, we need to make sure that it is, we unfortunately cannot just send it to the client. Uh, we do have to make sure it's sent to a, a firm or if someone, a divorce professional. So when they need to draw the money, how does that, how does that happen? Let's say, for example, they want to hire me, <laughs> right? How do they get access to the money? They have to prove, they have to submit some, some paperwork. Like how does it, how does that work? Done through their, their counsel or um, through us. Like if they're looking for an expert, we do, we do a little a background check to make sure that the expert's actually an expert and, and someone. So they have to kind of apply to be able to use the money each in each case, right? To pay each thing. So they say to their they they come to their counsel and say, "I want to use this money to right. hire hire a coach." Right, and we do we we hope that counsel can give us some guidance on whether or not you know this is an expert they've worked with before, or if it's you know a, a real estate appraiser that you know it's, it's definitely needed for the case. Those are the things that we get and we understand that that's part of what the funding is there for. So she has her own, you know, whether she's not back into taking an expert that he requested, so she can go out and get her own experts or, or believe they get a neutral. But if they have to each retain their own experts, she's able to hire the right experts for her. I love this. How did you get into this? I just think it's so fascinating. Like, are you the only person, like I've never heard of this before and it's brilliant. Are you the only person on the planet who does this? No, no. In uh, UK, uh, UK and Australia, it, it's all over the place. Oh. In the US, there were you know competitors. I actually worked for a competitor and uh, went out on my own, got my own funding. It was a women's run business by a woman. Don't just have women clients, but many, 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 many more clients. Are exactly what you said. That stay-at-home moms that gave up their careers. Um, or you know, took a, took a back seat to their husband's career, and it comes time for divorce. And what is she going to do? So, I honestly got into this because of my practice, my practice where I grew up, and I had my mother's friends, my friends' sisters coming into my office. That you know, I'd gone to their weddings, or I you know had attended their child baptism, whatever it is. And now she's crying, and she can't, she can't get 
to her next chapter. She can't get a divorce. He's trying to make her settle for less. And I, I saw it time and time again. So I want to I help. I want to empower. And through the funding, through, through finance, there, there's empowerment. I think this is so important. And I think that, you know, fundamentally what you're doing is so, you know, is so much in line with my, all, all of my sort of missions, right? Which is this empowering women. We have, you know, so many of us, I mean, if I could go back and like stop this before it happens, right. But cause I did it right. So many of us give up our careers and we put, I always talk about becoming a stay at home mom is sort of a, you know, you're, you think that you're entering into a joint venture with someone but the return on that investment is not equal at all. Even if you're getting 50%, right? You're, 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 you're not in the workforce. You're, you're not at the level that you would have been if you re-enter the workforce. I mean, there's so many ways in which this is, from a feminist perspective, a really bad idea for women that we, that we think is so, right? We think is, I mean, especially in the U.S., right? Because we're not, we don't have unlimited year-long maternity leave or whatever else it is, right? We think that, that, that women are forced into the position of making a choice between raising their children and or staying in the workforce. And it's so, it's, it's so infuriating to me, right? That women have to make that choice. Not that women choose to stay home, right? Because they should be able to choose to stay home, but we don't live in a society and a culture that actually supports our ability to do that without some major, major consequences. And, you know, the biggest one being that, you know, at the end, on the back end, they don't have access, right? They're, they're hamstrung. Yeah, that's it. And they're backed into to taking something less, you know, and it, and it just feels like, what are they going to do? I've seen, um, you know, in my own practice, judges, ordering a woman who hasn't worked in 30 years to put a resume together to go get a job. The woman didn't even know how to open a computer. I, yes, I think there's importance to having education and having someone, you know, do a handholding and helping her, you know, get, get, get a resume together. But you can't ask someone who hasn't worked. It, what it, it's, it's impossible. Right, right. Uh, like you said, in the U.S., we're, we're behind in other countries. And when it comes to rewarding someone who made it or diminishing someone's choice by not giving them equal footing when it comes to, to their divorce and their, you know, being a mother and being taking care of the house is a job. It's 24-7. It's not, you know, it's a nine to five where a lot of people have that misconception. So I really... I feel strongly about, about helping stay-at-home moms and, and those people that to give up their careers. So hopefully, once they get divorced, they can go out and, and if they had to go back to school. We've seen it where I had a client literally go back to school and start her own business, which I love, love, love. And, and it's so great to see, you know, now that I've been doing this for 10 years, and what happens next, what's their in life and for them to see, have their fresh start. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what I did, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I was a mom and, you know, fortunately I was in a position where, you know, my ex and I were not, we were amicably separating and he paid all the bills because I was a stay at home mom. And like, I mean, we paid the bills cause it was my money too. Oh, right. Yes, you did. <laughs> but we, but we had that sort of agreement established and that understanding established that we really were in a partnership and that it was our money. But if he hadn't, I would have had nothing, nothing. 
And, you know, you talk about sort of like you being the alternative to like friends and family, right? Like mm, some, some people could, you know, I could have at that point, my mother had just sold her New York City apartment <laughs> that, you know, that she bought <laughs> a bazillion years ago. Smart. <laughs> right. And so, but had she still been living in New York, there would have been no money. Like there was absolutely nothing, but she had just sold this apartment and moved out here. And so there was like, she, I could have gone to my mother. But again, but that was her, that would have been her retirement also. Did you want to do that? Ask your mom, oh, hey, can I have $50,000 so I can get divorced? That's a hard ask. That is a hard <laughs> ask. It is a hard ask, right? And like, who, how many people, you know, I was very privileged, I guess, to be able, I mean, I, yeah, definitely not, I guess, but I was definitely privileged to have had that. I could have done that. I literally could only have done that at that particular moment in time because it happened to coincide with her selling her apartment. But otherwise, I would have had nobody. And I think that a majority of people don't, don't have people that you can ask for that, that level of money. Absolutely not. I mean, not only is it hurtful for your own self-confidence to have to ask someone, but it's a strain on and another relationship. I mean, you're already strained on your marriage. Why are you straining on your, your family as well? So um, it, it's, it's a really difficult, difficult thing. So I just want to go back to sort of the logistics, right? So they draw upon the, these funds. How do they then pay it back? Because it, they have to pay it back, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and is there, is there interest on the, on the loan? Like essentially it's a loan, right? So how does that, how does that work? So it's an advance against their, their settlement. Uh-huh. Rather than, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'll take out a credit card if you have good credit and good luck getting a credit card for $100,000 for some of these cases. But you have to make payments on those credit cards and accruing interest every month. And if you're not able to make those payments, good luck. With us, we'll wait until you get to settlement. So usually a house is going to stop or someone's going to get a payment. Someone's going to buy someone else out of the house and that's when we get repaid. There's a fee on, on the money that's taken out, but, but we'll wait. I mean, we've had cases that settle in six months and we've had cases that are still going on six years later. So hopefully that's not the norm. But, you know, a firm really won't wait and someone, we've got to figure out something else to do, but we do. And what we say is rather than having a bank, be, the law firm be a bank, let us be the bank. You know, the other alternative people say is, well, what about a mortgage? Good luck getting the other half to sign off on a mortgage during a divorce. And even getting the mortgage is difficult. A lot of banks don't like to, to lend during a divorce when it's looming over. So yeah. Okay. And so there's a fee like how do you make money doing this? So we hope to pay back, knock on wood. And then we get the fee at the end. Okay. And the fee is just a, it's just a one one time. So it's calculated um however amount that you take out. So certainly if you're approved for a hundred thousand but you only take out fifty thousand, there's a fee on the fifty thousand, not on the hundred thousand. Okay. And it, it's a monthly fee um, that's equated. It's all laid out in documents. So there's no mystery to it. And we're not taking percentage or whatever the, the final settlement is. We'll know exactly how much. Take out 100000 At the end of a year, this is how much you owe. So it's all very clear cut. And you know, we try to make it very you know, palatable. We try to make it akin to a credit card fee, uh, but without having to make the monthly and without having to worry about your credit being destroyed by not being able to make those payments during your, your divorce while you're waiting for the house to sell. Right. Because if, if you took a loan from your 
from your bank, right? If you took out a bank loan, they would require you to start making payments on that within a certain amount of time, right? Like right. a month probably, right? And you're taking a loan for an amount of money that's sort of a mystery, right? You may have take you may take a hundred thousand dollar loan, which means that you get a hundred thousand dollars, and if you only use fifty of it, you still borrowed a hundred thousand. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I'm thinking about women who there's not going to be this settlement at the end, and they are, you know, often stuck in this, in this exactly the same ways, but they don't have, but it's not like their settlement is going to fix that. Obviously this, your services are not going to be helpful to them. Right. But do you have any recommendations or any advice for those women? So I get calls all the time where there is, there's nothing to divide. It's just that, but they still are, have a contentious divorce because of custody. I do always recommend, you know, we have a, a team of experts that we work with. I love Divorceify, which I know people have mentioned, I think, on the podcast before, which is great. And they have a, a team there. You know, there are alternatives, certainly, to, to hiring an attorney. If, if they're available, you know, do a divorce coach. If it's something that you can, if it's a more amicable divorce where they can work it out with. And all you need is someone there to kind of mediate the, the, the two parties, that's always great. Uh, I think that there's a lot of online, SAS for Women has an, it's a great platform and has a lot of information there. Which one is that? SAS, based out of New York. I forget what it actually stands for, but SAS for Women. It's, it's just like a great blog. Thrive has some great information there as well. Of course, Susan's podcast is always, and your podcast is always informative, but I, I do think as much as people can sit down, take a bottle of wine and say, hey, these are my not negotiables and these are your non-negotiables and how close you can come to settlement, it's going to save so much more time, money and effort. Of course, for those people that you know, can't, can't get there, it's difficult. I went to, talked about it before, uh, Seton Hall Law School and they have a clinic there that helps with people that can't afford to go in, in the usual divorce route and, and can help sort of, they have no ability to, to retain anybody can help you kind of negotiate something there. And I think a lot of new law schools throughout the country have clinics that help support people that can't afford family lawyers or family mediators. It helps. It's, it's a resource. That's actually a really great, uh, it's a gr- it's a great idea going to an actual law school, right? Where people are actually learning about this and they really want to cut their teeth on stuff. And, and those people end up the next year being associates where they're charging hundreds of dollars an hour. So you might as well use them now. Exactly. Exactly. So what else, what else do you think people need to know about your services, about you? You know, where to find us, I guess. Um, yeah. It really is like people to hear about us. And usually it's through um, their divorce team, whether it's their divorce coach or their forensic accountants or their, their attorneys themselves will mention about us. But we do have, you know, we have a website, we're on Instagram, and of course, our phone number, but you know, we're at, at Divorce Funding is our Instagram handle, and at Fairy Godmother Divorce is also our Instagram handle. That's my personal one. Of course, we're on LinkedIn, and you can find me at Nicole Noonan, and I'm happy to answer any questions. And just give us a call. And, you know, even if we won't be able to fund you, we're happy to kind of point you in the right direction because I've been doing 
in the family law industry for so long and I mean, really across the country. So I know a lot of whether it's, it's the right attorneys, the right private investigators, the right divorce coaches, the right financial planners. I mean, we have a whole team of people that we work with and we really like to, to help. Um, and that's, that's what we're there for. I love it. I love it. And that's so generous. That's just really generous. And, you know, because yeah, even if, even if you can't fund them, I think that you and I are like-minded in that we want to help women. Like, you know, like we, I love a thank you note at the, you know, from, from my clients or, or from people that are not my clients that I helped point them in the right direction. I mean, that, that's the, that's why I do what I do. Exactly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. All of your links obviously are going to be in the show notes. And I just, I just, I thank you for doing this work and for helping women because it, you know, like you said, you work with men and women, but nine times out of 10, it's women who are in this position for all the obvious patriarchal reasons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we go. Um, so this is just, I mean, truly wonderful, truly wonderful what you're doing. And um, I look forward to um, you being able to work with my clients and help, you know, the people, all the peoples who are listening right now, because I think it's, it's just so, so fabulous. Same here. Thank you. Thank you for your work, what you do. And uh, I look forward to, to reconnecting. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.